All right, we are starting a brand new series today, and uh, made for Mondays. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about work. Uh, I think about my very, very first job. My very first job when I was uh, in high school, I worked at a little school uh, called Niles Elementary School it's in Troy, right off of Square Lake, and uh, just west of, of Livernois. And I rode my bike to work, and, and because we live right there in the neighborhood, and, 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 and my very first job at that school was a janitor. And man, I could, I could own that mop. I was good. I was a good mopper, I, I cleaned the windows, you know, they had me do all kinds of good, you know, all the work, and I worked hard. I worked hard, and that was my very first recollection of working and, uh, and, and uh, hard work, you know, but that was my early days, and that was my first go at work. And, and I don't know what your first job was, you know. Um, I don't know what your job is. Maybe for some of you, I don't know what it is right now. I don't know how much you enjoy going to work. You know, I don't know how many of you just kind of just bear through it. You know, you just, you just kind of show up and it, it is tough. And uh, what happened is that Monday has become synonymous with work. It has become synonymous with a Dreaded day, dreaded. In fact, in fact, if you look up the memes on Monday, you, 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 might, you might be able to relate. You might see this and say, yep, <laughs> that's me. It's Monday over here laughing at me and I'm crying because oh, Monday is so tough. Now, people in general, they just, just don't like Mondays. And, and, and all the statistics back this up. You know, Monday employees are 50% late to work. You know, productivity on Mondays are at its lowest. Uh, one study showed that people don't smile on Monday morning until 11.15 a.m. <laughs> and that's because I think lunch is right around the corner. You know, we get a little excited. You know, uh, the most negative words. They did a study on all the negative words that put, that broadcast and, and that spit out in a week work in a week in a work week, and Monday gets the most negativity. I mean, it's far below than all the other days. You know, one one study asked people, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? And one of the top responses was, well, I would walk into work. I would look at my boss, and I would tell him to take this job and give it to some other deserving person. <laughs> and my guess is that a lot of us maybe feel, this is how a lot of us feel about Mondays, right? Maybe, maybe not to that extreme, but, you know, I, I don't know a lot of people that walk into work and say, yes, it's Monday, woohoo! You know, I don't know a lot of people at the end of Friday say, oh man, I can't wait for Monday. I don't know a lot of people that say that. If you say that, you might need some help, right? You know, it's, oh, I can't wait for Monday, you know, to happen. Because we, don't, we just don't say that. And so here, here's my goal for this series. And my goal is, is that I want to completely transform your mindset, uh, your worldview when it comes to this idea of work. 
I want you to understand that Monday does not have to be a day of dread. That it could be a day that you step into and that you thrive and that you will find this fact to be true, that God, he made you for Mondays. Now, that's a tough sell for some, for some of you, right? Some of you are looking at me and just say, well, that's easy for you to say, Pastor Boy. <laughs> you know, you have a job that you love and, you know, it, it's all wonderful and you probably only work two days a week. <laughs> but here, here's the, first of all, I, I, I work, you know, I don't work, just work two days a week. You know, I get one day off, I work, you know, I don't work on Fridays, and, and so I have, you know, I do all that. And, and our staff, contrary to what people think, our staff don't sit around singing Kumbaya. You know, we, 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 we have the same tension, we have the same tough schedule, we, we, we have the same, you know, work, just like many of you, it's the same thing that's going on, it's issues that we have. And I'm telling you, there are some Mondays when I wake up and I, and I feel like a bus has ran over me, and now and that, put it in reverse and ran over me again. You ever feel that way? You just spend, I feel like I got ran over by a bus twice, the same bus. You know, in the, in the pastor's world, sometimes we call Monday, we call it a holy hangover. You know, because we're just, oh man, it's tough sometimes. You know, I know a lot of pastors, they feel like quitting on Mondays. You know, they show up to work on Monday, so I feel like I'm going to quit. You know, it, it, it's a Monday. Listen, not, it's not just tough for pastors and the people in ministry, it's tough. It, it can be tough for all of us. It can be tough. However, the more that I've studied the Bible on the topic of work, the, the more that God has transformed my mindset, transformed my thinking, my heart, on the idea and on the view of work. And I believe that God is going to do the same thing with you through this series. And this series, listen, it's so important. As a matter of fact, I believe that this might be, for some of you, the most important series all year. You know, because you need a transformation of the way that you think about work. Because it caused so much depression, it had caused so much anxiety, so much dread in your life. And so let me also say this. This series is for everyone in the room. It's for all of us. This series is for the person that's miserable all the time. You're ready to quit. This series is for the person who actually enjoys work. You're satisfied, but you still, you still feel like there's a gap between what could be and what should be in your work, and, and, and so you feel kind of stuck. You're happy, but you feel like, man, am I missing something, right? Uh, this series is for those of you that are young, and you're thinking about what that is, that life uh, decision, that career decision that you're gonna, about to make, you know, and you're thinking about what that looks like. Uh, this series is for those of you that are in a midlife crisis, and you're just trying to figure out, what, what do I do next? This series is also for the stay-at-home moms. The stay-at-home moms. You know, when I say the word work, don't you ever think I'm not talking to moms. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you work, and then you come home to be a mom. Because your job is 24-7. It's a thankless job. But it's the most important job out there. Most important. More important than anything else that any of us are doing. Because you are pouring into and creating a legacy with your work. 
And so we thank the mom, but we hear you. And this message is for you as well. You're important. You, what you do, it matters. This series is it, for the students. It's for those who are retired. You're thinking, now what? And what I believe that God is going to do is that he's going to take our worldview of work, and I pray that he would transform the way you look at it. Now, I want to start today a foundation, a foundation of work. And, and you notice that you're, you're, there's only really one point today. There's two and three points. That's next week. So you have to come back next week. Ladies, come back. You got to get your bag anyway. So you got to come back here and, uh, and, and, and be a part of this whole thought here. But today, I want to give us a foundation. I want to open up God's word. And I want you to understand what God made you for. If you're taking notes, got handout notes in your program as you came in. If you're taking notes, number one, God made you for blank. Now, let me ask you a question. How would most of us want to fill in that blank? I know most of us, a lot of us thought that, well, God made me for the weekend. He said, God, God made me for the weekend. No, God, I, I don't live, I don't live to work. I work to live. I, I work for my weekend because that's where I find my joy and fulfillment and purpose. It's all about the weekends. I work because I have to so that I can enjoy the weekends. I, I, I'm going to challenge you here. I'm going to challenge you to change your perspective and to understand that God made you for Mondays. God didn't, just make, God didn't make you for the weekends. God made you for Mondays. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 1. Very first book of the Bible, very first chapter, very first verse. The very first day of our planet. And this is the opening verse right here. And this is where it all started. Look at what God did in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created in the beginning, God created. You know what God did when it all started? What did he do? God woke. In fact, God worked for six days, the Bible says, and then on the seventh day, he took a rest. He took a break. And, and when God went to work, he performed all the jobs. All the jobs you can think of. Maybe some of the jobs that you've already done today. God was an artist. God was an artist. He dreamed out this entire planet, this entire universe, and everything in it. God was a designer. God was an architect, an engineer. God was a builder. He was the first scientist, a, a zoologist. He was a musician, a poet. He was a leader, a manager, a shepherd. Aren't you glad that God went to work and did it with excellence? Because we get to enjoy all the work that he did. We get to enjoy it all. Now, I want you to picture with me for just a minute that God woke up on that very first day of work. He woke up and went to day one to create our world, and let's just say that God approached work like some of us approach work on Monday mornings. 
If that's the case, I, I want you to play with me. I want you to work with me here, okay? If that's the way, if God goes to work, like sometimes we go to work, here's how the Bible would have wrote. You ready? It might read something like this. In the beginning, God woke up, went to work at 8 a.m., cranky and depressed. He put in a work request to separate light from darkness. It would take a long time to get done. He said, forget this. And God said, well, I'm going to make some stars in the sky. And she started, he said, man, this is too much work. Skip the stars. And he decided to call it a day. Day three, God woke up. Ah, he wasn't in the best mood. You know, he, he thought, I'm just going to do a little effort. I'm not going to put in my best. So he created all the dry land and all the entire world. And he thought, man, maybe I should make some mountains, some waterfalls, some rivers, some streams, some valleys. But that just seemed like too much work. I'm tired. He goes home. At the end of the day, instead of saying, it's good, he said, good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. On day six, God woke up. That's when he created animals and human beings. And when he created the animals, he thought, you know, I've got a bunch of ideas, got a lot of cool thoughts. But I'm just going to create one animal each of each kind. Minimal effort, baby. A minimal effort. I'm going to create a, 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 a bird. I'm going to create a fish. And I might create one mammal. And so God created a pigeon, a carp, and a cat. The guy saw the cat and he wasn't too thrilled. <laughs> I know. I, I tell you, cat lovers, but I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? He, he, he's like, oh man, it's Friday. It's almost 5 p.m. I think I'm going to cut out early. It's quitting time. It's been a long week at work. And he looked at himself and the guy just, God said, you know what? Thank me. It's Friday. Aren't, listen, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God didn't do that? God, listen, God ducked up, right? And he created everything. He went to work with purpose and meaning. And, and then at the pinnacle of his creation, he created me and created you. Let, let me remind you of what happened on on that day. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Look at verse 26. God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. In other words, God created you to be just like and to exhibit traits of him in his likeness. God created the very first human beings on this earth, Adam and Eve. And, and notice what God did with them. Look here in chapter 2. First thing that he did with them, Bible said in verse 15, that the Lord God, who took the man, and he put him in the Garden of Eden, right? That's paradise. He put him in the Garden of Eden to do what? To enjoy an all-inclusive resort? Because time, maybe, it's paradise. And you know what don't happen in paradise? Work don't happen in paradise. 
at an all-inclusive resort? I mean, Adam and Eve, come on, they got their no, pina coladas. You know, they're lounging around the pool. You know, Eve, you know, Adam and Eve, they like to skinny dip because, listen, they're naked and unashamed, okay? All right, this is an all-inclusive naked resort, okay? Whatever's going on here. No shame. All right, they get out of the pool, beautiful waterfall coming down. They, you know, they can eat all you can want, you know, sleep in, sleep, you know, stay up late, lounge around. I mean, this is paradise, right? There's no work in paradise, right? I'm about to rock someone's world here. The very first thing that God did with mankind, and listen, this is before sin came into the world. Sin hasn't showed up yet. Look what God did here. He said, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work. To work and to take care of it. You see, God designed us from from day one. And, And he designed us with this idea that we would work and that it would be a good, good thing. It would be a beautiful thing. You see, and that just messes with some of us, right? You know, it just messes us with our whole worldview thinking. We say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Scott, that can't be true. I mean, work came because of sin, right? Wrong. You see, sin has not yet come into the world. And in God's perfect world, it has always included work. It's always including work, and some of us are like, well, why would he do that? Why did God something say this? <laughs> you, know, it, it, it's a, you know, why would he introduce a curse in, into his perfect world? Because, you know, work's a curse. And listen, if you think work is a curse, it's because you've been conditioned to think that. I believe Satan had perverted the idea of work. The guys are thinking that our work is a curse, and it's not that. It is quite the opposite. And we're talking next week, and this is important. But we're talking next week about the curse and what it does to our work and why it doesn't always feel like, you know, it's something that God has given to us because our, our work is a gift. And we need to understand that today. God designed your Mondays to be a gift. A gift. But some of us are thinking, it doesn't feel like a gift. And again, that's Sunday. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why you feel that way. But let me just point out that anything God creates is always good. You know, the actual Hebrew word for work in the Bible is the word avad. Avad. Now, you see it up here on the screen. You say, well, God, it, it looks like it's pronounced abad. But in the Hebrew, the B, it's a V sound. So abad, and it simply means to work, to accomplish, to do. When, 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 when he put Adam in the garden to work, that was the word abad. All throughout scripture, when you see the word work, you, you see this word abad. Work. But there's another translation of the same word that's used 52 times in scripture. 
But a bard can also be translated as a powerful little word as worship. A 52 times this word abide, you see it as worship. And what that means is this, and if you're taking notes, that work and worship are not separate ideals. You see where we're going with this? And this is just kind of the foundational building block for this whole series, but that work and worship are not separate ideas. Now, let, let me just stop here for a minute. Let me talk to some of the workaholics in the room. And I know, I, I struggle. I'm with you, okay? I could be a workaholic at times. I love to work. I love to work hard. This does not mean that we are to worship work. That's not what that means. What that means, if you're taking notes, is that your work is designed to be an act of worship. No matter what your workplace looks like, no matter what your work environment, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in a cubicle, whether you're out in the, on the fields, whether you're working remotely, wherever you might be, whatever you're doing, your work is designed to be an act of worship. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, your work is designed to be an act of worship. It's a gift that God's plan from the beginning. And this is why many of you here today, we got to flip the script. Now, obviously, we say this, or maybe you've heard it, right? You've heard this statement. You know, I work for my weekends. Now I'm working for the weekends, baby. I'm working for the weekends. You gotta flip the script. You gotta understand the way God designed you was that my weekend was made for you and was made for me to find rest so that we can be ready to fulfill our purpose on our Mondays. On our Mondays. You were made for Mondays. You were made to worship God, whatever that looks like, with your work. And when we see our work the way God wants to see work, wants us to see work, when we see work the way God wants us to see it, and we see it as a way of worship, it can become a game changer for your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, that includes work. Do it all for the glory of God. And I pray that you see your work as a gift. Moms, I hope you see your work I know it's tough, but I hope you see it as a gift. I hope we see all of us, whatever we're doing. We see work as a way to worship God. What if every day, including Monday, you could wake up with this sound 
and there's prayer in your heart. The sign that says, Lord, I offer you my life. What if you offer your life to the Lord? I asked Pastor Tom to lead us in a simple little course. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. I want you to hear it, and then maybe after a couple of times, join us and worship with us. And make this a prayer of your heart. Say, God, I give you my Mondays. And I give it to you. And I worship you. It's a really simple song. I think to worship Jesus, to have unity with the Trinity, is just saying every part of my life I give it to you. So I'll sing it for you once, and then uh, hopefully you can at least start singing it, or maybe it's a prayer that you can have today. Lord, I offer my life to you, everything I've been through. Use it for your glory, Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. All right, let's try that. Everything I've been through, use it for your glory, Lord, I offer my praise to you, lifting my days to you, as a pleasing sacrifice, Lord, I offer you my life. Alright, one last time. Lord, I offer my life to you, everything I've been through. Use it for your glory, Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you. I offer you my Mondays. I offer you my Mondays. And I want to use it for your glory. I pray that tomorrow, or the next day you work, you get up and see as an opportunity not just to work, but to worship. Our Heavenly Father, we were made for Mondays. I pray that we would work as an act of worship. Help us not to see it as a curse. Oh God, the curse involved in our jobs, the sweat of our brows and the heartache, the heartache that it brings. But God, you can help us overcome that and work through those tough times. But God, work is not a curse. And help us to understand that. Help us to worship you with our hands, 
with our feet, with our mouths, and everything that's in us. We honor you with our jobs, with our work. And so God, we ask you to help us today. Help us to live our lives to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm really pumped about this series. I hope you'll be back. We'll continue to talk about what it means to be made for Mondays.